This is episode 94 of the Rising Man podcast with Kevin Crenshaw. Relationships last as long as we continue choosing to be in them. Good Rising family, blessings up to all y'all out there. Welcome back to the show. I am your host, Jedi Azuma, sending you some love from my heart straight to yours. In case you're a man out there struggling right now, fighting the good fight without knowing where to go or what to do, you feel alone. I just wanna say this, I see you, bro. You're not alone. You're not the only one who's been there. And I hope that you find some solace in this. Hope you get some good juice out of this episode for yourself. That's why we got a band together. And having a men's circle for the past 10 years has allowed me to navigate becoming a husband, a father, starting a business, and figuring out how to live my purpose and provide for my family. And I've decided that every man gets to have this reality. Every man gets to have a brotherhood of men that will always have his back, rain or shine. That's why we've got our rising man fire circles in full effect, newly revamped and upgraded to give you guys more of what you need to live your best life and give the best of what you got. So for 33 bucks a month, only 33 bucks a month, you get access to our private community placed on a team of five other men with opportunities to lead, discover, and grow alongside your brothers from all over the world. They say you are the sum of the five people you spend the most time around. So if you believe this to be true, why not join up with a power team of other men committed to living their purpose and doing what they came here for? So head over to patreon.com slash rising man right now. If you're fired up, get yourself signed up for the fire circles today. Claim your seat in the circle and bring the heat. Let's go. All right. Let me introduce my guest for today. Kevin Crenshaw is a self-proclaimed love coach who specializes in helping people heal trauma and break ineffective cycles. From his upstarts as a successful group fitness instructor to leading workshops around the world healing relationship, Kevin has used his own path to self-discovery and fulfillment to inspire others. He's the host of the Heartbeat Podcast and the True Love Accelerator Program, the creator of the True Love Accelerator Program, high-powered man, and an amazingly gifted and talented individual. In this episode, we talked about growing up as the shy guy and escaping from social interactions and finding yourself when you reach your low point. Kevin brought in a lot of his personal experience, which actually is very close to some of my own experiences. We talked about channeling our energy into something that helps us break through and how sometimes even that can be a place to hide out. So the thing that you finally find to cling on to when you're in your darkest moments, how at some point that could be something to hide behind to avoid facing off with the things we need to face off with. We talked about when the will to change is strong enough that our capacity can become limitless when we want something to change, we will change it. How having that honest conversation with ourselves in the mirror, getting real, and finally taking action, how we can pull ourselves out of stagnancy and darkness. My man Kevin talks about literally having a conversation with himself in the mirror. When nobody was home, he locked the door, talked to himself in the mirror, and got real with himself, and how that changed everything for him. He spoke about looking for validation in relationships. Do you validate with sexual conquests, finding somebody to save, looking for a partner who tells you how great you are? Do you have tendencies? to look for validation in relationships like most of us do and how do those tendencies express themselves and last but not least how there is no avoiding the great ordeal as joseph campbell references in the hero's journey we must all walk through our darkness and find our way out but we don't have to do it alone that's the key that's the key right there so without further ado kevin crenshaw Rising Man fam, got another awesome man here for you today. My brother down in Santa Monica, Kev Crenshaw. What's up, dude? Dude, what's happening? I just got back from an amazing three days with the Sacred Sons. Do you know those guys? Ooh, yes, yes. Yeah, I was invited to guest facilitate out there with those guys. Landing, 
reintegrating yes, back into I back into it. life after that. Yeah. So spending a, awesome. a weekend with 125 guys and then coming back to my wife and kids, it's you know crossing that threshold <laughs> yeah, again. <laughs> yeah, it's a different playground. <laughs> it sure is, man. So I'm glad to have you on here today because this conversation, men, women, masculine, feminine, you're a guy who you spend a lot of time working with women. Yes. So you've, you've, it's like, dude, give us the, give us the notes, <laughs> share share with us the well of wisdom that you've got. Cause we're trying to figure it out. I know for me, yeah. I was I, I pretty much the last decade of my life, a big part of that has been trying to figure out women mm-hmm. and the feminine, mm-hmm. even that with, which is within myself. Yes. So, so before we jump into that, let me ask you the questions I ask all my guys. Great. And that is, what is the difference between a boy and a man? Ooh, that's a really good question. I love that question. I would say the biggest difference, respect. Mm. Would just be, what specifically about respect? Respect for yourself, respect for others, and respect for the highest good. That could mm-hmm. You could label that as tough love sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. Being a, of service and giving rather than taking and making your way instead of just being tossed around. Mm-hmm. And so, so what is it about the boy that, that is more oriented towards taking? Well, it's just immaturity. Like we have to go through that as I, I feel, you know, think about infancy, right? Like you to survive are reliant on other people. Mm-hmm. And so you take, it's what you do. And mm-hmm. it's just evolving past that state of consciousness and going into a higher state of consciousness to where, wait, I have it all now I, and I can give and utilizing that power and that strength and doing that of service to humanity. Yeah. And then that's, I think that's a really important distinction to make because it is such an important role in our lives. It is such an important journey is to go from that being cared for to being the one who, who gives back yeah. and take care of. I know when I was a boy, all I wanted to do was to be a man because all I wanted to do was be able to give back. That seemed like the whole point was to get to that place. And so once I started to step into being able to give something back, I really distanced myself from my boyhood. And I think that was also problematic for me at that stage of my life because I, I tried to, to, to divorce yeah. myself of my boyhood yeah. with, instead of integrating that into my manhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, it's, it's funny you say that. I literally wrote a letter to my inner child posted on Instagram like, today a few minutes ago uh, oh. <laughs> where you don't want like i was like i dismissed my the, my the boy in me when mm. it's about integrating not dismissing mm. Mm. yeah okay cool so we're so we're dialed into something here let's <laughs> this is a question i've been asking some guys recently because uh-huh. i think it's important to reflect on it what kind of boy were you Ooh, loving i was a love bird i wasn't like violent i hated like wrestling and stuff like that but i was a i was definitely a leader and just had a ton of energy. It was a spaz, but in like a good way, right? Like I just loved life. It was in awe of everything and like saw the, the small details and things. And I loved the, like the small things in life. Mm. And I just had an eye for that. And uh, you know, that was the biggest thing was, was really, I loved creating events with other people. Like I loved having a bunch of people around and I still do. Mm. Like as I'm recording this podcast, I had, what is it? Total of, three people staying with me from like, you know what I mean? Like I, my, my pads, like the place where everybody comes and crashes if they're in LA. And it's, I just love that. I love being around a bunch of people, but I also have like, love my me time. Right. Like, don't get me wrong. But if that comes from my, right. that comes from my inner child of like, let's get everybody to come over to my house and we're gonna have a freaking awesome time. <laughs> That's like the kid in me. Yeah. 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 So, so would you identify as an extrovert? <laughs> yes, I would identify as an extrovert, but I'm extremely introverted. Like I wake up at like 
five and I have three hours to myself. Like I just don't talk to anybody, you know, and I think right. that's also needed too. I often find that question to be really funny because I think that if, if we're oriented towards extrovert or introvert, we're probably dismissing and not paying enough attention to that. Other exactly. Because yeah. we all have, we all have that need. I, I was, I, I could relate to what you were sharing. Cause I was the guy who when when I was walking home from my girlfriend's house in college yeah. to my other dorm, literally a five minute walk, I would call up my buddy who was in the dorm that I was walking to just to chat. Just cause I was like, what's up, man? He's like, Oh yeah. Like what's going on? And I was like, I don't know. I just want to chat. And then he'd be like, he's like, where are you? I'd be like, I'm, I'm actually right downstairs. I could see him in his window. Oh and I, I just, I just loved being around people so much. Yeah. yeah. And, and a lot of that was because of things that played out earlier on in my life. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it's interesting how we have these things in our boyhood that, they follow us into adulthood and sometimes we completely dismiss them. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because of a wound or something like right. that. Or like you said, you're still very much that way. You got people sleeping on your floor all yeah. the time and it lights yeah. you up. It does. It yeah. does. It's, so it's, it's, it's needed, I think to honor that side of us and not dismiss. It's just to have, it's to evolve into being a man versus like, okay, I don't want to be a boy. Now I need to be a man. Like, so that neediness of like the next thing, it's like a seed that's planted into the ground that's going to be an oak tree doesn't go okay grow like it just naturally (laughs) happens (laughs) right you know but right you know there's a lot of that with just the masculine energy of wanting to like penetrate and do and achieve and everything yes which is needed right but it's also we do need to harmonize that feminine inside of us so Mm -hmm. well that's a good segue point so speaking of the feminine your audience a lot of the humans that you are in service to tend to be women and i'm wondering is that how you've always been even when you're let's say when when you were a boy before you stepped into adulthood no i was the the boy who didn't talk to girls it was extremely i was this shy nerd kid that didn't talk to anybody that was like the weird guy like i got picked on in high school Uh like didn't play any sports video games was my escape and art i loved art and it wasn't until like finally just had enough was enough and i actually started i did mirror work on myself at 14 didn't know what the fuck it was but just like literally Mm -hmm. talked to myself in the mirror and i was like this has got to stop blah 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 because i was taking eight pills for like add adhd sleep apnea all this stuff i was really sick and i was just like even my my best friend started to pick on me and then i was like all right this is stupid i didn't know what i wanted to like i just wanted to hit the reset button in my life and so i found mm. that's when i found fitness i got started with p90x i did it at home and because i was extremely socially awkward and shy so i wasn't going to go to the gym and then you know 2 years later i was the number one group fitness instructor sought after in the in the area and like teaching 24 classes a week and like it, fitness was like literally my in to me rediscovering myself in that way. But it wasn't my women's work. Women, it's, I wouldn't even say it's that. I talk about love and relationships, which just naturally I think attracts most women. I have a lot of guys that follow me and at my live events, it's almost a 50-50 split. But when it comes to paid clients, it's almost all women. And I'm like, that's very interesting. Still trying to wrap my head around that. I do still have, I do have yeah. guy clients, but it's like, they're almost all women. And so whatever. Um, let's, let's pause there for one second. Cause I, I, I definitely want to pick that okay. apart. Cause I yeah, think that's really yeah. fascinating. And I want to take a half step back to you found your thing that helped you break through mm-hmm. all of the stuff that seemed unlovable, yes. unworthy. So the, 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 fitness as your, your medium that, that helped you crack through all of that. Just, just speaking into yeah. that. Cause I think that's something that a lot of us guys can relate to because we put up these walls, this armor, because we don't feel safe. We feel socially awkward. Mm. We feel nerdy mm. or yeah. weird. 
I think that's how I found my confidence. I wanted confidence. And so I was able, like, I don't think I could do another push-up. Fuck it, I'm going to do another push-up. Like that, like breakthrough literally on a daily basis. Like my parents were just, they weren't really supportive. They were just kind of like, oh, he just bought some DVDs and he's going to have fun and it'll be a phase. Because I was going through lots of phases at that time in my life. My best friends literally laughed at me when I got the, when I got it. And so I didn't really have anybody holding me accountable. I didn't have anything. I just had that fire in my gut that was like, I've got to fucking change. Mm. And when the, when that will is strong enough, you'll make it happen. And then I, I think I looked mm-hmm. at the pain of my situation. That's what I did in that mirror work. Cause I literally, there was nobody home. I looked myself in the mirror and I was just like, after taking a shower and I was just like, I was a hundred pounds, skin and bones, just depressed, hated my life. And I and at 16 and I'm just like, this has got to stop. Like, this is not okay. And I literally out loud verbally had a conversation with like, now I see it as me and my higher self, but like, I just had that conversation. And then literally that's when I got the program. That's when I like, went all into it, did the whole thing, 90 days, didn't skip a day. Nobody was holding me accountable except for me. And I think that, that I found something that gave me a, a sense of hope, which, and it made me feel good mm. too. I stopped all the medicine. Like I just was like, I'm going to do what makes me feel good. Because so for so long, yeah. I was just suppressing myself and repressing myself. So let's let's look at that for a second, because there's it's great that you found that. And, and what a what a beautiful outlet yeah. to find is fitness and health. That's that's a, and, and a lot of guys do find that. I know that was one for me. I had a really bad back injury when I was 12, had a similar experience of facing off with. Is this just going to be the rest of my life? Because if so, I don't want to mm-hmm. be here. And then something clicked and I found fitness and healed mm-hmm. my injury. And then that led me in a positive direction where I started to gain and accumulate confidence. Now, we know that's not the case for everybody. And if we're speaking specifically about men here, what's the difference between a guy who chooses fitness and P90X and a guy who chooses pills and substances and self-harm types of behaviors? I love that you said that because fitness for me was self-harm. I went to the extreme into fitness where I was doing shows and that's basically, you know, restricting yourself with what you can eat. And literally my life revolved around when am I working out next? What am I eating next? Like that was it. I mean, sure. I even taught group fitness classes, but my life, my life was the gym and I wasn't allowing myself to do the things that I wanted to do to eat the food that I wanted to eat. It was like work motherfucker. I don't care how you feel. You're going to do this. It was still self-hatred. It looked like extreme discipline and it did give me that muscle, but it was, it was dark inside that for sure. I mean, I was, I was on stage one at one point at 4% body fat, like fucking shredded, right? Like looked like a stallion, but just, it was, a, I was a mess. And I think that I was just, I chased that to the nth degree because I finally got attention. I got attention for being shredded. So I'm going to keep fucking doing that. And then it, got to the point where it was binge eating disorder and all this crazy backlash stuff started happening. And I was like, and then I was got addicted to caffeine and was having over a thousand milligrams of caffeine a day. And it was just like, my adrenals were shot and it literally just boils to this point where I was like, what am I doing to myself? But after years of doing this and I was like, I'm, I'm, what, what am I doing? <laughs> and kind of mm-hmm. looked at how mm-hmm. far I had ridden that in that direction. And at this point, I was more about the heart-centric stuff, and, and I started to dive into spirituality, less personal development. So I was starting to literally just be kinder to myself. But it, but it was all self-suppression. It was all beating myself up. I, I literally, had, I also had a lower back injury, and that was stemmed from like self-hate. Hmm. Man, it's it's interesting to find out how how parallel our stories were because the gym was my outlet 
and I got addicted mm-hmm. to it because I felt I was a, I was like the smallest, shrimpiest guy in my class. You know, I was a really good athlete, but I was also mm-hmm. the smallest. Everybody grew faster than I did. And so once I got in the gym, I was able to start building muscle. And then it mm. was like, oh, wow, you actually, wow, dude, you know, you're pretty cut up. And it was like, oh, yeah. okay, I am. This, this gets me what I've been missing all along. And then I got into college, started doing bodybuilding shows, had a lot of great success there because I could use that same mm-hmm. muscle of discipline and self, you know, I was, I was lashing myself in my head yeah. discipline yeah. wise, you know, working out twice a day, yep. every day. And it, it looked healthy on the outside but it wasn't healthy on the inside. And it seems that there's an inevitability to the ordeal, to the darkness, to the things that we have to work out. No, but I don't think anybody's excused from that. No, I, you have if, to go through the darkness to appreciate the light. And I think that it's, it's, it sculpts you into who you are today. It's your unique path. Like we, you know, fitness taught me a lot about life in a positive way, but it also shunned me in a really dark spot. And I then had to find my, my way out of that. And I use a lot of that on how I help my clients. Which kind of goes into if I if I could segue into like how how I got started yeah. with that, so that even goes pre pre fitness days. Like, I was, so I was a shy nerd kid, didn't talk to anybody, and my mom set me up with my first girlfriend. Her mom and my mom were friends, and so they set us up. And I was like, this is so weird, but okay. And then I date, we <laughs> I dated her for three years, and I actually proposed to her. Wow. She became my fiance, and then she cheated on me. And I held a loaded pistol in my mouth and almost took my life. And then the two relationships after her even cheated on me. And then it almost happened again. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Because I was such a love bug. Like, I'm just like, I love you so freaking much. And this is how you treat me. And I kind of look at it and I was like, they weren't the cheating type. I wasn't going after like skanks. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, Mm -hmm. what is, what am I doing? I had that awareness. What am I doing? to cause this because I thought I was just giving you mm. so much fucking love and stupid. Like, of course you, why would you ever look at somebody else? But it was, I was giving them everything that they want. Like I was giving them everything, but not what they needed. Mm. And now as you know, I, so I started diving into like reading books about love and relationships and human psychology, even at a deeper level. Cause I recognized I was needy and I had addictive personality, which I still do. It's just tamed. And mm. so I was like, why is this, you know, why was this happening? And so I, dove into that work myself and I was able to break the patterns. And then I was able to help a friend save his marriage because I was known as the group fitness instructor that always, I never read a book about fitness or nutrition or business. It was all love and relationships for like five years. So I was, that was my like thing. And I always talked about it like, you know, when I wasn't like doing work. And so everybody would always come to me and ask me questions. I loved it. But I was like, and they were like, oh, you should always do something with this. And I'm like, ah, I'm, at, I'm the fitness guy. Like, what? What? I was so attached to that identity. But when I, and then I left the, the gym and traveled the world for a year. I was nomadic in 2018 and just had a suitcase and literally sold everything that I owned, cut my lease and just kind of traveled. And that experience alone taught me a lot about myself, was able to detach from the gym and be like, what do I actually want to do? And it's been a year and a half since that. And since I've launched as the heart guy and I do the work that I do, I didn't even know what I was doing in the beginning. I was just like, yeah, heart centric living. And it turned into like dating and relationships. (laughs) And then it turned into me finding out more on like what my specific strengths are in that. And I found out that I'm really good at breaking patterns. So if somebody has a toxic pattern, I can help them break that because I had a toxic pattern and I broke mine. And I think what's interesting, you know, going back to, to how am I talking to just women because I used to literally date them and my hero archetype was coming in trying to save the day. 
Man, are you like telling me my story, man? Because it's like, <laughs> it's literally like you wrote you wrote the anthology oh, of Jetty, and you're telling it back oh, to me right wow. now, man. I had I had so much of that behavior, man. Always yeah. looking for somebody yep. to save, and it it does. It's like it goes way back into my childhood. My mom had cancer when I was nine years old, and I saw my dad just yeah. pulling it all together. And they're still married now. She's she's made it through mm. that. So my model of relationship is you do everything to take care of your family and be the hero. hero. Cause I saw yeah. my dad as a hero. I don't think he, he didn't call himself a hero. He didn't wear a yeah. cape around, but it was like, Oh, well he's a yeah. hero. I gotta be right. that guy. And so I, I did the same thing. I was always looking for somebody to save, giving them everything that they wanted and nothing of what they needed. So yeah. it's just, it's, it's ironic. And of course I want you to speak to that because I know that you and I are not the only guys who Yes, have done that. totally. So what what is that distinction between what they want and what they need? Mm-hmm. So the world of the feminine, and not necessarily just women, you, you, men can embody mm-hmm. feminine too. So I just want to put that disclaimer out there. But in the world of the feminine, sometimes what they say isn't what they mean. There's mm-hmm. a lots of games with the feminine. And I mean, don't mean games as in like on purpose. I mean, they want to feel the masculine's strength. So let me test mm-hmm. if I say this or do this or act in this way, what happens? And it happens mm-hmm. subconsciously. Hey, honey, where do you want to go to eat tonight? I don't know. What do you want? All the women just get knots in their stomach right when he says that. I, I, in my live events, mm-hmm. I'm like, ladies, how does that make you feel? They're like, oh my God, what the fuck? And, <laughs> and then I'm like, guys, do you really care? They're like, no, not at all. And I'm like, great. So you said what you meant. But she, that uh-huh. question is a test of is he going to make a decision? Because if I can trust him with the small things and I can trust him with the big things, right? Uh, they want to see uh-huh. that, that discernment, that like just that guidedness. And it's interesting because even if you should make the, make, I want tacos. I don't want tacos. I had tacos yesterday. Okay, cool. I want pizza. Like you, you still have to keep giving options. They just appreciate that you're choosing something. You know yes. what I mean? And so yeah. it, it's because the feminine who, somebody who's feminine at their core will go masculine if she's scared or threatened. So if her man isn't stepping up and like choosing, even in the smaller ways, she'll start to resent him and she'll start stepping up and he'll just, it's easier to go passive as a masculine. So he'll just kind of go passive. And then that's how you create the lack of sex drive in the relationship. Yeah. Well, and I'm glad that you spoke to this man. Cause and I love your just matter of fact way to speaking about it. I can tell you've had to say this to a lot of men and women because as a man it's like are you fucking with me <laughs> yeah. are, like are, are you are you are you really why why are you fucking yeah. with me life is hard enough why do i have to come yeah. home and yeah. have you fuck with my shit <laughs> yeah. that's that, right. <laughs> like, that's what that's what all the guys are saying it's like why do you have to fuck with me right now like aren't we on the same yeah. team but there's a function behind it there's there's a reason and it's like you said it's not always conscious for the women and it's the our brains are wired chemically different a woman thinks completely different than a man also men have called what's called single focus meaning we can focus on one specific thing like a hawk and women have mm-hmm. what's called diffused awareness where they can hold a baby and be on the phone and cook dinner and somehow listen to conversation in another room like it's mm-hmm. needed and it was it's what's was needed for survival there's actually a book that i would recommend to you guys called in sync with the opposite sex by Alison Armstrong. She does an amazing job <laughs> of dissecting all of this stuff and the language of men, the language of women. It's, it, it literally is different. So if any of this, like, what do you want for dinner? Oh, I don't know. Type of thing like resonates dive into that book because she does an amazing job of explaining it. But yeah. Yeah, man. I'm glad you brought up Alison Armstrong because that was the name ringing yeah. in my head. My wife, thank God for Alison. Ar- she, she did a bunch of Alison Armstrong work before we oh, ever so- met. So 
and the funny thing is, in spite of those distinctions, this shit still comes up all the time. Obviously, you know, one of the funniest things that Allison says is, "Men, you've got to tra- stop treating women like they're your they're your bros, mm. and women, you got to stop treating men like they're hairy girlfriends." <laughs> yeah, because it, 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 that's it's it, that's that's literally mm. what's happening is we're expecting the masculine listening from a woman mm. and the masculine behavior from a woman, and women are expecting us to. To just mm-hmm. listen and understand and to be able to do five things at the same time. It, it frustrates my wife so much when I'm doing something. And she's like, you're not even listening. I'm like, of course not. Because I was doing this when you yeah. walked in the room. <laughs> right. Which is good awareness. <laughs> like that's where the communication comes in. Um, is is right. And that is so key. Like just effectively communicating. Not just saying how you would normally say it. Like try to over communicate guys. Mm-hmm. Like literally just over communicate. And that's going to solve a lot of the problems. I really like. Like even that you saying that, mm-hmm. of course I wasn't because I was, you walked in and I, da, 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 da. like that, that right. distinction neutralizes the whole thing of like, it's not, I'm attacking you or you're attacking me. Yeah. Let me, let me throw something out there. Cause I'm interested okay. in your opinion. I found being in relationship, I've been married for yeah. five years and with all of these distinctions and having both of us having done all of this work, these things still come up. And I found that there's more than just an awareness that's necessary. You have to be willing to go beyond the boundaries of what feels natural to you. Yeah. And I'll say for me. So my, my masculine instinct is, let's just keep this simple and make a decision. Yeah. Like, why, why do we need to talk about it? Do I really need to hear your process this whole day? And she's like, yes, actually, that's what I need. So I've, I have to be willing. If I want to be in a relationship with a woman, yeah, it's like, all right, all right. Well, if you say so. So I have to be, if I want to be in a relationship with my partner, and committed to each other and building a life together, then I must also be willing to take on what she needs. Mm -hmm. Even if that goes against my masculine instinct, where I'm like, hey, let's get this over with and go have sex, right? (laughs) You know, what my my instincts are telling me. So I'm I'm interested in how you go back and forth in between these worlds, what you tell men and women to help them in that space. And also maybe for yourself, Mm -hmm. the personal side Mm -hmm. of that too. It's willingness. You you hit on it. It's in a regard, somewhat of a discipline within relationships of certain beliefs. So you commit to somebody and in that commitment, it's not just, okay, cool. Like game over. I win. I can keep doing my life. And a lot of guys do that. So fellas, stop. (laughs) Like that is the, that's the starting (laughs) line. And when you mm. see it as that, like that's the starting line, we can go on an adventure together, we can take this journey together, that'll spark a, a, something in you that wants to create and have fun. And it's not, mm. it doesn't have to be so laborsome. So what mm. if, yes, you're tired, yes, you had a long day, and then she just wants to vent. That, and it's important, something that you said, and I don't know if you if your guys have known this, but like in, our brains as men go to, what's the point, what's the problem, how can I fix it? And so... Mm. A lot of times we'll go into fixer mode, hero mode, and she's complaining about something. And you're like, oh, what about this? What did you think about that? You should try this. And she's like, oh my God, like what the fuck? Because the feminine wants to share an experience, in the experience. And the men want to destroy it. We want to get it out of the picture. And so having mm-hmm. the awareness, and I, especially in my line of work, sometimes I do just have to hold space. And I ask, I'm like, do you want, me, do you want my input on this? Or do, would you like me to just listen? Mm-hmm. And that question alone sometimes they're like oh wait yeah okay just listen great then you can like literally chill out and just hold space (laughs) and that is a trait of of the feminine that you can yield like in yourself guys Mm -hmm. that will help like tremendously just be able to non-judgmentally hold space for somebody without trying to fix or judge that's huge Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and I think for us as men, I'll speak for myself, I'm always looking for what's the game that I can win. Because yeah. if there's a game that's presented to me where I, I might be able yeah. to win, then mm-hmm. all right, I'm in. Let's go for it. That It brings up that competitive edge of my masculine and I, and, I, and also the part of me that wants to be mm-hmm. of service. So if you, if a woman, especially you know, in my relationship, my wife, she tells me, I just need you to listen. It's like, boom, yeah. game on, right. let's go. I got this. I'm here. I'm here. I'm locked in. I'm, let's, let's do it. Great. Let's, go. <laughs> yeah. let's do this. And I think that's something important for both men and women to remember is that we're always looking for how we can be of service. And I know when I get to speak to women, because sometimes I get brought, like when you brought me on your podcast, the, the message I always share with women is you got to you got to understand that all we really want to do on a core level is to be of service. All we really, really want to do is to be useful and valuable to you and to give the best of what yeah. we've got. But if I, if I don't feel like there's a space for me to do that or I can't win at it no matter how hard I try, Fuck it. Yeah. I and, one, it. and one of the things that you said too, like will, going back to the willingness piece, like, like being willing, right. To lean in and not avoid the discipline of, of having the core belief that that person never wants to hurt you. And their intention is to never hurt you. Even if they do, mm. it's coming from a wounded place. Mm. Having that distinction, then you can realize that if there's a disagreement, there's an argument or she lashes out for some reason she shows a hurt. It, she might be attacking you, quote unquote, but recognize that it's, number one, it's coming from a hurt place and it's not her purest mm-hmm. intention. She's putting up a defense mechanism. So if it's a game mm-hmm. and you want to win, how could you penetrate her, that energy through love and go, mm-hmm. I know your spirit, your heart deep down, this ain't that. So let me be here for you. And maybe that, maybe mm-hmm. that means as a guy that I'm going to shoot myself in the foot in my ego and go, you know what? Fuck, I'm wrong. I messed up. Oof, because maybe that's what's needed. And a lot of times we have such a fat ego and we just want to be like, no, it's you. Like, why is she being that way? Oh, well, maybe because you caused it, mm-hmm. you know? And so the, the biggest realm of spiritual growth is a relationship. It's not a fucking dojo or going and meditating in, in Bali. I'm sorry. Get in a relationship. Mm-hmm. That's where you're going to grow the most spiritually. Yeah. And it is the practice of back and forth in the daily, like in every second of every day with that person. It's not just yeah. like when you're out on a date. It's not just when you're sleeping with them, it's like literally you're on, you're on, you're on the spotlight 24 seven when you're in a relationship. I, I love that, man. You're absolutely right. You know, to be in a long-term committed relationship is at the, absolutely the pinnacle of personal growth and yep. development. And the graduate course for that, by the way, is having kids and raising them together. Just, <laughs> just uh, FYI. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a P that's a double PhD right there. And, and you know, the other thing that I loved about what you said there, man, is that we can't stop. Mm-hmm. We, we can't stop once we've put the ring on the finger, right? It's like, ah, I put a ring on it. That's it. Over. That masculine mentality of I've won or I've achieved something. But re- really, it's just yep. beginning. And I, I know I'm I'm the first to admit that that's because because then you get married and then all of a sudden you want to have a family and you start having all of these new responsibilities and parts of your mission that I that you never had before, that I never had before. So it's easy to rest my laurels on we fell in love. We have this amazing connection. We're soul bonded. Good. Check it done. Pack it away. Yeah. Put it in storage. I'm not going to see it for another 25 years. Right. But it doesn't work like that, mm. especially being in a relationship dynamic with a woman, with the feminine. It doesn't, it doesn't work like that. We can't give right. up. And the, and the, the feminine power is in, first off, let me back up. The feminine views time differently because of the biological clock that most women have, but also they, they mm. literally, how they move through time is different. And so if the woman has forever as a space to play, 
she's way more powerful. If mm-hmm. there's that, because mm-hmm. think about it, like when you, that's why the marriage is so big. Oh, for, for in this forever. Okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. And that, that her power just like literally magnifies and how beautiful she is, what she can create, what she can do, like all that. And that means you've got to step up your container to be able to hold that and, and protect her mm-hmm. in that. Cause right. That's what the masculine is. You're, you're this big giant container to keep her safe, to hold her, to make her feel seen, supported, loved, mm-hmm. right? That's the dynamic because that's what the feminine craves is that masculine edge of the container. She wants, that's why she's testing you all the fucking time. Yeah, well, that's, that, that, and that's a big one right there is just appreciating the magnitude of yeah. the container. Like a lifetime is a big ass container. Yeah. That, that's, a, that's a lot of time and space. Like you said, it gives a woman that sense of freedom, but tending to that container, maintaining the integrity of such a large container mm-hmm. is a huge yeah. mission. And I think that there's probably a lot of guys that don't recognize that when they step into a commitment like marriage. Right. Even if it's not having a formal marriage ceremony or not the traditional marriage, mm-hmm. but that type of commitment to one person for a lifetime you know, I'll, I'll be honest. I didn't know exactly what I was taking on. Yeah. I knew what I yeah. wanted. I knew I wanted to be with this woman for the rest of my life, but I had no idea what it was going to mm-hmm. take to hold that container for a lifetime. And so, uh, so what do you share with guys who are stepping into that, either, whether they already have or haven't yet and something to consider? Into that. Again, the discipline that she has the purest intentions. So never attack her, meaning mm-hmm. not, you can say fuck and punch a wall and shit all day long but never fuck you mm. you can be pissed but don't be pissed at her and it, it is a partnership so it does take two to tango she has to also have that same belief within you right and it's bringing things and recognizing that the, if there's a disagreement, there's something that's happening in the relationship for, you know because it's life it's gonna happen it's you're attacking it together as a team like something in the middle between you guys that's that's arose arisen not each other it could be a conditioning but then it is being humble enough to be like okay maybe i have to change maybe you have to change but most of the time it's a little bit of both yeah yeah if if we're not precise like the the vision that just came to me is in relationship sometimes something an intruder an intruder whatever it is in in, enters the relationship it could be jealousy it could be scarcity whatever it is and it sits right in the middle of the two of you and we both start throwing daggers at it and if we're not precise with where we're aiming those daggers we start hitting each other yeah and we start and and then it it pushes us farther apart and then we end up on opposite sides of the field before we know it it's like hey you're over there i'm over here and so how do we come back together with that scenario and even this whole like believing that they have the best intentions you have to learn to forgive love is a forgiveness game Mm. like mother 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 Teresa said it best if you want to learn to love you must learn to forgive Hmm. and it's you think about two-year-olds right like they don't hold grudges (laughs) right so like why did we all of a sudden start learning like oh I should hold a grudge for the rest of my life like let it go let it move on like uh, hurt people hurt people doesn't make it okay at all but it is a for, it is a game of forgiveness i've seen marriages turned around because of forgiveness i've seen like the relationships healed i've seen individuals people that aren't even in a relationship heal some stuff and just mm-hmm. completely change the aura and the essence of who they are forgiveness yeah. is way more powerful than we give credit for yeah love is a forgiveness game that's that's huge man that's so that's so good such a simple one to come back to and remember how about this one? How about this one? Men who go out in the world, 
fighting their battles, mm-hmm. doing everything that they can to provide for their women, you know, working really hard, putting in a lot of hours, you know, sacrificing their time and their energy, etc. Coming home and then, you know, tending to the garden, fixing things in the house. And then their wife says, did you remember to, to call your, to call, you know, that, that person about this? And I'm like, oh no, I forgot. Mm-hmm. Why didn't you do it? And there's that are you fucking serious? Like, this is what we're going to look at right now. Of all the things that I did, we're going to look at the call I didn't yeah. make to the guy yeah. that, what about that one? In what that do we do with scenario, that scenario, you need to recognize that she has the best intentions. Oh, wow. Thank you so much for reminding me to do that. You know what? I'm going to do it right now. Or, mm. oh yeah, thank you for reminding me. I'll put it on my calendar. I didn't get it done. I had a lot of stuff to do. I'm, it, I had the intention to do it, but you know what? Like, I'm going to do it tomorrow. Thank you so much. Yeah. I love you. Wow. Completely mm-hmm. different energy then are you serious what the fuck i can do all this stuff for you you're not grateful blah, blah. okay well what's that what what, what wound is that coming because that's again like yeah. my area of expertise is re- recognizing like that type of stuff is probably an inner child wound there's probably something there with an ex that you got to deal with you, your partner current partner is not your ex so stop treating them like that and that's something mm-hmm. really important to uh, distinction because you know i was cheated on three times i could label all women as cheaters and always have trust issues I'm one of the most trusting motherfuckers I know because I've done the, I've mm. done the forgiveness work. You know mm. what I mean? I know it's not going to happen to me again. And if it does, that's not on me. It has nothing to do with it. Yeah. See, that's, that's such a great and simple flip. I think that's a really good way to shift that energy around. What if it goes the next step? You know, so, so, so it's, oh, thank you so much, honey. I, I, I forgot. And then she comes back and is like, really? You forgot again? Like, come on. Like, we really need to get this done. Cause that happens. Yeah, it does. It, <laughs> it does. happens in my relationship too. <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll get it done. I'll do it tomorrow. You have my word. I promise. Pinky promise. Make it, make uh-huh. it a game. Make it fun. I pinky promise. Oh, I'm going to make, I'm going to do it. That's it. The more, Cause like we take yeah. things so heavily and so seriously. We're just like little two-year-olds running around trying to act like adults. Like at the end of the day, that's <laughs> what this, that's what this game is. So have some fun. Yeah. You know, and I think that'll also spice up the relationship. And by you taking the initiative and make creating the fun out of that experience, that'll change her state and relax her energy as well. Right. That's see, that's the medicine right there. And that's something that I've had reflected back to me a lot and that I've brought more into my relationship, not believing that it would actually work at first. It's like, nah, <laughs> nah, there's no way that's going to work. You know, because just try it. Just try it. Try to make, try bringing a joke into that. It's like, no, nah, she'll hate that. She'll hate that. No way. And then doing it like, you know, you kind of test it out. And you're, really? <laughs> this is okay. You're, you're like yeah. waiting for the hammer to yeah. drop. Because uh, like you said, man, it's, it's, it's changing that state. It's making it a game, making it more fun. Why does it have to be so heavy? And like going all the way back, I know it comes back to a lot of my own stuff. And for guys who are in a similar position, it's an opportunity for us to examine ourselves mm-hmm. again. But w- would you say that humor is the one thing that needs to be there needs to be more of in relationship? Is yeah, there anything yeah, else? Especially that- in like heated situations. Because again, if, if you yeah. both have that, if you've had the conversation of like, hey, I always have the purest intentions for you, whatever I do, just know that like, it's coming probably from a hurt place. I want to say that up front. If you have that conversation, mm-hmm. then yes, it creates a safe opportunity for that. But if you don't have that conversation, you just try to start playing jokes. Like she's gonna be like, are you really trying to do shit? Like that'll just make it worse. <laughs> you know? right. like, so make sure you have that yeah. free frame of like you've actually had that conversation. But yeah, it, it is necessary to lighten up the situations. And then to also know that I know for me, one of the hardest lessons that I had to learn, there's a book called No More Mr. Nice Guy. Sure, you've heard of it. Um, mm-hmm. I was a nice mm-hmm. guy. And so my biggest lesson was like calling her out on her shit. Or like, hey, this ain't mm-hmm. going to fly with me. 
boundary set type of thing mm-hmm. or like this, we don't do that mm-hmm. or this isn't going to happen. It's it, that doesn't, that fucks the feminine up. <laughs> like they, mm-hmm. they, she loves mm-hmm. that. And I, that's actually something I do in my live events. I'm like, ladies, like how, how many of you actually secretly love when the guy calls you out on your shit? And they're like, oh my God, mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> and all they, all they, <laughs> and the guys are just dumb. Uh-huh. They're like, wait, really? Uh-huh. Yeah, that comes with a disclaimer though, because it doesn't it doesn't look like they love it. Yeah, they can still love it and appreciate it, and come at you really yeah. hard for holding that boundary yeah. and be like, "I don't like that. I respect it. I don't <laughs> like it." Cool. <laughs> but yes, yeah, but yeah, humor yeah. is gonna lighten up that entire situation. Awesome, man. Listen, so we've already been on here for about 40 minutes, which is double the dose of what hey, we get on one yeah. of your podcasts. So it's already been supercharged, man. Is there anything else? in this dynamic of relationship, mm-hmm. masculine, feminine mm-hmm. dynamics that we, that we haven't already said or something that just really needs to be re-emphasized here? Self-respect mm-hmm. for, for you, men. I never resonated with self-love. I, was, I heard self-love. I was like, what's that? Because I came from literally self-hate. And so self-respect hit me different. And that's when I was able mm-hmm. to be like, I can respect myself. And mm-hmm. when I started to respect me more, all of my friendships, all of my relationships started to change. As corny as it sounds, self-love is the, is it? Because you have to, you can't give what you don't have. You literally have to be poured into yourself. And I know for some guys, it's like we're seeking love through relationships. And it's like, if I don't have sex or if I don't, if I don't have a girl in my life, then I don't feel loved or I don't get loved. So recognize that you have to give that gift to yourself and to not view women as objects or as sex as a place to go for pleasure when you're frustrated and, and just through respect and respecting them as a human being. That's also an evolution that, that takes part in boyhood to manhood. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, that one piece you said in there about using sex as an escape as a, as a pleasure portal to avoid yeah. a lot in life, you know, whether it's, you know, sex with another person or self-pleasure yeah. that it's, it's such a s- sneaky escape pattern. Mm-hmm. to to avoid a lot of things that we've got to face. So I mean, that's ultimately what it all comes back to, right? Is facing off with ourselves and how willing are you to go there? Literally the best tip of advice I could give you guys is lock yourself in a room in the bathroom when there's nobody home, put a timer on, don't look at your fucking phone for 30 minutes. And I want you to stare at yourself in the mirror. Eye contact because the eyes, the windows of the soul, but you've never thought about it within yourself. And I want you to call yourself out on all the bullshit that's going on all the stuff that you're abusing, avoiding, not confronting, and then pour the truth in. So you're going to call, all right, this has got to stop. This has got to stop. Oh my God, like I've been doing this. I've been using this as an escape. And then you're going to, I'm proud of you for, 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 and show the fuck up for yourself. And I guarantee Mm. you, the more you show up and the less you show off, your life is really going to change. Like that. We're gonna have a lot of guys locked in locked in bathrooms after this episode. Man. <laughs> <laughs> and like, oh, All the ladies out there, if you see, if you see your guy and he's in the room for a while, don't worry about it. Just leave yeah. the house, go get a coffee, come yeah, back in thirty minutes. Yeah. <laughs> but I verbally out loud this happened because there's a lot. There's a very there's a lot of power in using your voice. And I think there's a lot happening right now, especially within the yogi feminine side of things with meditating and being, which is great and beautiful. And journaling, I think is very important, but there's another side of it, which is talking that mm-hmm. literally get us out of our head and get us into our hearts. And that's where the transformation can be found. So, um, yeah. yeah. 
and, and I'll say for, for me, the, that, that breakthrough moment that you're speaking to was being able to speak it out loud and having yeah. the opportunity to do that in a, in a circle of men right. who, who weren't going to judge me, who weren't going to think differently of me. It was, it was hard to do that the first time. Mm-hmm. And it's, it still is just to be seen naked that way. But like you said, there's so much power in vocalizing it, whether it's alone looking yourself in the eyes or seeing yourself in the eyes of another man. Mm-hmm. It needs to happen in order to bypass that. Going back to what we said before, where you, you we were using health and fitness as an outlet. Yeah. You can't hide from the mirror, mm-hmm. whether it's the physical mirror or another person being that mirror. So I mean, it's, that's what has to happen. Totally. And you know, the metaphor of everything is a mirror. Relationships are the biggest mirror of them all because they show us that they're, they're charged with emotion. And it heightens mm-hmm. the entire experience. So that's why I do what I do. Because if I want to help people evolve, well, let's look at your love life. Because that shows me everything with your self-worth and worthiness and everything else. There you go. Yeah, man. Nothing more vulnerable than being in a committed relationship. That's for sure. <laughs> that's for sure. That's for sure. Right on, man. Cool. All right. Well, let's put a bow on this thing. I've got a couple yeah. of lightning questions. And then you're going to tell everybody where to find you let's and follow you. Let's do it. All right. So what is one thing you've learned in your life you wish you knew when you were 18? No, I, I wouldn't. I love my the path of my life and i wouldn't do it again the same way but i'm glad that i found out certain things in the order that i did so i wouldn't really go back and tell myself something i would the, the adventure was has been beautiful nice i, I knew like you, i had everything then that i needed is what i'm saying got it good one and what do you think is the most important value to have as a man the most important value to have as a person a man or a woman is self-awareness self-awareness Awesome. Man. That's the biggest superpower. Yeah, that's it right there. So then where can we follow you, find you, work with you, anything you got coming up for people to come check out? Yeah, definitely. All of that is on Instagram right now, Kev Crenshaw, or you can search the heart guy. My website is under construction. That should be up here pretty soon. Awesome, man. So yeah. we'll put the links up there in the show notes. It was great jamming with you, man. We, it was really, really cool to hear what you had to share. And I appreciate you bringing you. all those this has been awesome. gold bombs. And also your your transparency, too, because there's so much value and wisdom in a man's genuine experience. Yeah. So thanks for bringing all of you, bro. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. This was a fun conversation to have. When Kevin and I get to talking, things move quickly. And I feel like we covered a lot of territory in this episode. So if you missed anything, or if you felt like you just got put on the spin cycle in the dryer, go back and catch this episode again. Because my man dropped some wisdom and we had some really, really, really good points to chat about here. Points that I really think men can relate to when it comes to finding ourselves, especially finding our way out of that darkness and into a place where we really believe in who we are. I know it took me a long time to really love myself and appreciate Jetty, the Jetty inside of me, appreciate who I am and everything that I represent. I still have moments where I've got this negative self-talk about myself, but it's so much less than it used to be. It's so much less than the things I used to say to myself inside my head. And I know that's been a big journey for me. I know Kevin shared a lot of really great things in this episode. So if you're experiencing anything like that, or you're on a similar journey, maybe go check this episode out again and really dive into some of these principles and examine them for yourself. And when you're ready to bring that work to the table, go ahead and sign up for the Rising Man Fire circles at patreon.com slash rising man this is your opportunity to bring your experiences your process to the circle to the fire and to work on it with your men yes that's what it's all about so go make sure you guys do that check out the show notes for links and resources from this episode and others at the rising man podcast.com subscribe and follow us on the podcast app of your choice wherever you're listening to the rising man itunes stitcher spotify google play any of those resources that you're listening to wherever they let you hit that like button that heart button that subscribe button the five star rating button if you think we deserve it make sure you do that because it 
it really is such a simple way for you guys to give back to everything that you're getting from the rising man here so please do that and go check us out on instagram at rising man podcast throw us some love throw us some comments on those images every time you see them we really appreciate that as well shout out to my rising man power team sean offenbach rowan tyne julian subic and mark rose I'd be nowhere without these fellas. I've got so many circles of men in my life. I got so many brothers. I am so supported and I, I, I am so proud to say that. I have attracted some amazing relationships with the men in my life and I wouldn't be able to do a fraction of the things that I'm able to do in my life if it wasn't for the support of solid, grounded men. Like the guys who help me with the podcast, like the guys who show up on my men's team, the guys from Conscious Man Brotherhood, Man Cave, Sacred Sons, all these different circles of men in my life. I appreciate all of you guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for the way you've helped me. Now go out there and find yourself some men, fellas. Find yourself some brothers to go into the trenches with, all right? Until next time, rise up and claim your destiny.